Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for June the 9th. The loss of a majority by the British Conservative government will likely lead to a coalition with the Democratic Unionists, and in turn, a softening of the UK's stance towards Brexit. Also, our monthly review of US ports performance is out today, and the Panama Canal appears to have fulfilled its purpose. Let's get started with the UK, where we have our second political shock in 12 months. The UK's Conservative-led government has lost its majority and now requires a coalition partner. With Sinn Féin abstaining in Westminster votes, the Scottish Nationalists, Liberal Democrats, former coalition partners, and Democratic Unionists could all prove kingmakers in theory. In reality, the Democratic Unionists seem to be the most likely partner. Our analysis shows that all three of those potential partners will insist that the no deal is better than a bad deal stance of the Conservatives would be rejected, and they prefer a customs union of some sort. It should be noted that a narrow majority coalition will also need to maintain internal cohesion within the Conservative Party, which has proven to be fractious in the past. The outcome of the coalition building will also drive future EU trade deals with the rest of the world. The UK accounts for around one-seventh of EU trade with China, and around 15% of that with the US. The EU may welcome a delay to talks, but it may also struggle with politics, as a final deal may need member state approval. We'll be putting a link to that report on our Twitter feed, at Panjiva, later on today, so keep an eye out for it. Staying with the UK, but moving on to economics, the rapid rise in British exports in April slowed, with a 13% growth rate being the least since September. It still outpaced the 8% rise in imports, though, with the result that the trade deficit in goods was around 10% lower than economists expected. The outlook, unfortunately, is not bright. The election results may mean a softer stance towards Brexit, as I just mentioned, but it also introduces uncertainty, and that could weaken the pound. Now, while that would boost exports, And while British managers' export outlooks remain near their highest in six years, the data so far for May shows a decline. Our data shows seaborne shipments to the US fell by 9%, while exports to China fell by 3% in the month of May. Across the North Sea, Germany's trade took a step back in April, with exports falling by 3%, even though they were better than economists had expected. That was the first decline since October, and it lagged the recovery seen in imports. Export managers in Germany do anticipate a recovery, and their order expectations are at their highest since January of 2014. The narrower trade surplus, which was the lowest since March 2016, on a 12-month rolling basis, may help relationships with the US. Germany's trade surplus with the US specifically is now 16% below its peak, and may help improve the tone of future talks. If you remember, President Donald Trump accused Germany of being very bad at trade. Staying with economics, but moving over to Asia, Philippine trade growth continued, but it slowed in April, with export growth of 12%, and imports falling for the first time since February of 2016. Exports to Japan were the main drag, with a fourth straight month of declines, while US-bound exports also fell. Our data shows that seaborne shipments to the US also fell again in May. With all that said, China should remain a lucrative market, with a one-third jump in exports in April, and Chinese government data showing a 10% improvement in May. 
For the Philippines overall, minerals and machinery were the main engines of growth. While semiconductor exports continued to grow, the rate slowed to around 8%, with sales to China increasing by just 5%, so there does appear to be a slowdown there. Moving on now to something completely different, brandy maker Remy Quantro beat analysts' expectations for full-year profits by 7%, citing higher sales to China as a main driver. Now, our data shows that Chinese imports of brandy did increase in, by around 10% in the 12 months to April 30th compared to the year before. However, there's been a one-fifth drop in the month of April. That may suggest a return to austerity and anti-extravagance ahead of the National Congress due in the fall. Tequila-type spirits have grown faster, with a one-quarter rise in the 12 months, taking imports of spirits overall to a 10% growth rate. Changing tack now to logistics, we've got four reports out today. I'll give you a quick run-through, starting with our proprietary monthly review of Brazilian carrier operations. Container lines operating through Brazilian ports saw a return to growth in volumes in April, with an 11% growth in containerized freight. That's been very much biased towards import flows, which increased by more than a quarter. Asian shippers Evergreen and Costco saw increases in their handling by more than 150%, which may include rearrangements in handling within the new alliance structures that started in April. Notably, MSC saw a 2% reduction in its volumes, cutting its market share for the past three months to 19.1%, from 1.5 percentage points higher before. It lost market share to both Hapag Lloyd and CMA CGM. The other winner was its future 2M alliance partner, Hamburg Sud, which is in the process of being acquired by Maersk. Maersk and Hamburg Sud together took a 37% market share, which is nearly three percentage points higher than a year earlier. So while MSC may have lost market share, the 2M alliance overall improved. Heading slightly further north, Shipments via the Panama Canal increased by 7% on a year earlier in May, with the highest number of Neo-Panamax crossings yet. It also likely took market share from the Suez Canal, which has seen an 8% drop in its handling. Tonnage likely increased on a year earlier through the Panama Canal due to the introduction of those Neo-Panamax vessels, though it did fall by 1% on a month earlier due to more maintenance. That factor will worsen in June, with 6% of all transits becoming unavailable. The impact of the canal's widening on US-bound shipping is a shift in share of Asian shipments to the southeast ports away from those in the northwest. Notably though, California's ports have also gained market share over the past year, possibly at the expense of northeast ports. Also on the topic of US ports, container handling through the port of Savannah and its sister facilities increased by 12% on a year earlier in May to reach a new record. That was the seventh straight month of growth and included handling of larger vessels as well as the influence of its East Coast Gateway Terminal Agreement with Virginia. Imports expanded more rapidly than exports, while shipments inbound from Asia were the main driver. That pattern, if repeated nationally, would suggest a further increase in the US trade deficit has occurred in May. Stepping back finally, we have our in-depth report on the US ports operations more broadly. The US ports had another bumper month in May with inbound containerized volumes rising 5% on a year earlier, our data shows, to their second highest level since at least 2007. Shipments from China and India led the way, and the East Coast ports generally outperformed those in the West, 
while all the major complexes saw higher volumes, except for Seattle-Tacoma, Miami, and Oakland. Among the second-tier ports, Wilmington was the fastest growing in the month. There was a marked divergence, though, in the performance between Long Beach, which saw 15% growth, and Los Angeles that was unchanged, as the former took a larger share of China and South Korean inbound traffic. That also meant that Long Beach, along with Port Houston, set a new record for the handling of imports in May. Long Beach also firmly overtook New York as the second largest port in the US, with a dominance in Asian traffic, excepting Vietnam and India. If you'd like to see more details on those reports, or find out more about Panjiva research, just head over to panjiva.com. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great weekend.